Hello and a very warm welcome to today's episode of Finding Me, Rebuild You and Your Life After Domestic Abuse. We know close to 3 million people every single year experience domestic abuse in the UK alone. Civil agencies and charities have understandably focused their efforts and resources on getting women out of immediate danger. However, that isn't where the issue ends. We know that one of the common characteristics of domestic abuse is the mental abuse that women endure. The name calling, the jokes at your expense, or being told you just aren't good enough. That sort of impact of abuse can last decades. To truly recover from abuse, women must overcome that negative thinking. It's one thing to say in conversation that the abuse levied against you was simply designed to destroy you. It's quite another to believe it and to remove those shackles, to move forward to a more rewarding life. So why is it so important? Negative thinking holds us back. It holds people back who haven't even been through the abuse, never mind those who've endured years of it. And it's even worse when it's from a person who's supposed to love you. In today's show, we're talking about the importance of affirmations. What are affirmations? Why are they important? And how can it help to propel us to move our life forward? I'm your host, Natalie War, and this is Finding Me. We build you and your life after domestic abuse. In today's show, I'm joined by Michelle Reese, who is a wellness therapist running her own holistic business, Be Well with Shell. Michelle has been running her own business now for 15 years. She provides wellness, massage and fitness services to clients in the Brighton and East Sussex area of the country. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Hi, nice to be here. I'm super excited to have you here as well. I have so many questions for you and not sure if we have enough time. So let's jump straight into it. So to begin with, many people struggle with what self-care actually is. Many women find they come out of a relationship and they have one million things that they need to deal with. So can you tell us what is self-care and what it isn't? And crucially, why is it so important? So self-care is about being aware of your own needs promoting behaviours that enhance your mental, physical and emotional well-being. It's a way of being that is incorporated into your everyday life. It's not doing something just for you by yourself. It can be if you want it to be, but self-care is about understanding when you need to reach out for help or when you need to have time and space alone. It doesn't need to Um, It doesn't mean that you have to make time and take yourself away or even indulge in a luxury activity. I mean, that can sometimes feel like an additional pressure. It's also very conscious. So sitting in front of the TV or sleeping or being more inactive is not going to be good self-care. You need to take positive, fulfilling actions. And self-care is so important to give us balance in our busy everyday lives. It's time to step away from many external and internal stressors, even for a moment, and just listen to the signals our bodies give us about what they need. Doing this reduces our stress and therefore reduces risk of developing other health conditions, 
It can boost our immune system and our self-esteem. Things that we can do range from choosing healthy foods to nourish our bodies, exercise, whether it's walking, running or attending a class, learning to be still and listen to our thoughts, practice turning negative thoughts to positive ones, spending time on a favourite activity such as reading or listening to music. And it's also about recognising a problem and finding out who can help us with that, whether it's childcare, a medical problem, uh, learning a skill. We don't need to take the world on by ourselves. In fact, having supportive people around is what we need to feel good. And feeling good and happy makes dealing with problems an awful lot easier. That's really interesting because I think my understanding of self-care was about sort of treating yourself. So it's really interesting that you say it's not necessarily about indulgence or luxury activities. I focus a lot of time on exercising, for example, but not always able to choose healthy foods all the time. Do you think that people have to do all of those things or can they just pick a few different ones? Um, no, I don't think you need to do do all of them. It's about what you need and it can be it can change from day to day. Um it's just about listening to your needs and picking something for that day that's going to really help you and uh, make you feel positive about yourself. Okay. Um, so you are a busy mum of two boys. What does one typical day look like when you're allocating time for yourself and your own self-care? Well, I always start my day with affirmations and statements of gratitude whether it's silently as I wake up out loud, in front of the mirror um, for more power, and I like to scan my body and just be aware of every muscle and joint and feeling. So I know if I need to stretch or treat a particular area or feeling that day. And throughout the day, I pay attention to any feelings of stress or anxiety and work out where they're coming from and why. Um, I've been doing this for a long time now, so it feels like second nature and only takes me a few seconds. But to begin with, I take five minutes out to consciously check in with myself. Just recognising that a particular thought and feeling is there can help release the strength of it and allow it to fade away. Uh, you can change your reaction or behaviour to help deal with these feelings. If you carry on regardless, these negative uh, patterns are going to build up and become unmanageable um, and daily I eat well I exercise I make contact with people and it's the small consistent activities that that make the di biggest difference. Can you tell us more about the sort of um, waking up in front of the mirror for more power how does that work? I think if you are looking in the mirror at yourself it just it feels like that uh, energy you're getting from those statements is more powerful. If you're kind of like whispering it or just, you know, sort of curled up in a ball and, and just saying these things, it's, you're almost like hiding from yourself. Um, if you're in front of the mirror looking at yourself, you're recognising that this is something that is a true statement and it's positive and it just gives it more power and like reflects that back at you. Okay. All right. Sounds good. So moving on to affirmations, what are affirmations firstly? And then why are they so important? 
So affirmations are positive statements that we say to ourselves that help us break free of negative beliefs. And that's why they're important. We so often talk to ourselves in a negative way. This affects not only our mindset, but our physical well-being too. We become and believe these negative statements when they're repeated. And to be able to move forward and reach our goals, we need to speak to ourselves with kindness. If your child fell over or failed a test or couldn't read out loud in class, would you tell them they were useless or not good enough? You wouldn't, because you know they need to get back up and try again or to receive more support. It's important to think about this when you're talking to yourself. You need to value who you are, and this comes by filling your head with positive statements. Okay, so can you give us an example of your own affirmation so we know, you know how it really works? And also, what change have you seen in yourself and in others who have done it? So my affirmations this morning were, I am able to organise my time efficiently. I am worthy of my success. What I have to say is valuable. If I have a particular ongoing issue, certain affirmations will remain the same for a while. Um, And then on other occasions, they can change daily. And I've been practising this every day for quite a few years now. And I found it's reduced my anxiety and fears and has increased how um, I feel about myself and how I feel of value to the world and the confidence in my skills and who I am as a person. I still have wobbles every now and then, but I recognise that that's what they are and that I'm not my negative thoughts. I've seen this with many clients and team members that I work with that over time their belief in themselves just shines through. Their head is physically held higher. They can look at themselves in the mirror and can love themselves for who and where they are right now. It's a really beautiful thing to see. Nice. Um, so also, can you give us any hints and tips on how to make affirmations stick long term? What should our listeners do to increase their chances of it becoming a routine, which they do every day? Because I've tried it, um, but I must admit that I'm not consistent with it. I kind of feel like there's so many things that you need to be doing every day now that it kind of, it feels like it gets a little bit too much. Yeah, you've hit the nail on the head there and you need to make it a daily practice. At first, it might feel quite uncomfortable. So start by looking in the mirror and saying the affirmations out loud. Or write them down first and then repeat them in your head as you look at yourself. It's the repetition of hearing these positive statements every single morning. Um, Trying it throughout the day and before bed too. The more you say it, the more you hear yourself giving praise and thanks and love. The more every cell in your body will absorb that and believe it and become it. It does take time and it is work and some days are harder than others. Maybe on a good day, you could make a list of all the positive things you can say about yourself. So if you have a harder day, you can just reach for that list and pick something to say. And then on a good day, you can listen into your body and pick something that you really need to hear. Okay. Um, And how should our listeners evolve the use of affirmations? What comes next? Just keep saying them. Whether you feel happy or sad, 
if you're feeling at peace or in a rush, it will really change how you show up and how you feel about yourself. It's that that consistency that makes a difference. And you can share your affirmations with others and ask them to repeat them to you so you're hearing the positive from others as well. And then you can start encouraging other people to do this for themselves too. Helping other people also helps us to feel good and you'll already know how much change this has created for you. And do this with your children too. It's great to learn from an early age that valuing yourself and recognising your strengths is so important and shouldn't be shamed or quietened. Okay, it's it's funny you should say that actually because I'm great at giving my daughter affirmations like first thing in the morning um, or last thing at night, sort of telling her, you know, how great she's been. But then when I think about it for myself, it seems to be, you know, a burden and something that I, I don't have the time to do. So really interesting. Um, what else do you recommend? Um listing down common negative thoughts you have and and write the positive counter statement is a really useful thing to do you can list your skills and interests and passions and find ways to incorporate these like into your life more uh, keeping a journal and recording things like the food you eat the exercise you do interactions you have and write down how you feel during and after and change those things that regularly bring you down and increase the ones that that bring you up. You can write down long-term goals, medium-term goals and short-term goals and be really specific and keeping them in mind whenever you need to make a decision about what you do with your time and action. Is what you're doing moving you closer to what you want or further away? It keeps you focused and as you succeed you become more confident and more able to be flexible with challenges that come along. Okay, um and I think we've talked about journals in previous episodes. So actually, um, our listeners should know that kind of keeping a journal is a really important thing to do. So are you suggesting that you keep a journal to help reduce the uh, unhealthy food like sugar and all that sort of stuff and then help to reduce it over time? Yeah, I think if you're noticing that you maybe you've had a bad day and then you start eating the, the bad foods um, or you know the, the sugary foods or the fatty foods whatever is your go-to sort of comfort uh, and then you are not feeling better you're actually starting to feel worse and then starting to eat more of these foods that you know then that that's something that that you need to address so rather than you know change something within that habit that you have so if you're feeling bad, reach for something else. Um, whether you're going to reach for a healthy snack, whether you're going to do some exercise, whether you're going to put on your happy song um, and just break that cycle. And it's going to help not only your mental well-being, but then also your physical health as, as well. And I think once one thing starts to improve, it snowballs and the and other things start to improve for you as well. Okay. Um, and you mentioned music. Um and that's quite an interesting aspect for me because I think when I was in the worst part of um, breaking up with my ex-partner, I got to the point where I couldn't listen to music at all. Um, and you mentioned sort of happy music. So how does that work? 
music is so emotive um yeah and then, as you said sometimes you just you can't listen to anything but I think once you're sort of moving through that stage find the music that you love and if you're having a bad day put that song on put it up really loud and what I've found is that like, if I'm in the car and I'm having a stressful situation I'll put on my music really really loud it, it kind of blocks out everything else and you just become so absorbed in that song and in that moment that once that song's ended, the stress has been released and from whatever emotional moment you're having. And then you're better set up to logically deal with whatever else is going on. Okay. All righty. So happy music is, is a way to kind of get yourself out of a, a funk, so to speak. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you, Michelle. Um, I think that brings us to the end of the show focused on self-care and affirmations. If you, the listener, have any questions or comments regarding anything that we discussed during the show, please don't hesitate to email us at findingmeafterabuse at gmail.com. If you like the show, hit subscribe so you can get every episode straight to your mailbox. And if you have time, give us a quick review to help other women going through the same thing. And finally, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.